Okay, welcome to episode 88 of Running Matters. My name's Matt North. I'm joined with Paul Hadfield. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm very well. Looking forward to the interview today. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, we'll thank our partners, Renala Sydney Brewery, Fractel, Precision Hydration, Goo Energy, Raid Light, Gaimi Allied Health, Basecamp Altitude, and we've got a new partner, Maximum Adventure. Wow, new partner. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, so... Uh, we're, uh, we're promoting Rafferty's Coastal Run, which is uh, 90 minutes north of Sydney. Um, beautiful Lake Macquarie. Lake Macquarie. Be- beautiful area. You've been up there before? Mate, I've stayed at Rafferty's before. Yeah. It's a cracker. Yeah. Yeah. The really re- nice. The resort there. So uh, we've booked uh, one of the self-contained apartments up there. So there's quite a few of us going up. And um, yeah, looking forward to that. It's the weekend of the 3rd and 4th of July. Yep. So uh, we're making a weekend of it. The, uh, the race distances are 12, 22 and 36. And they've also got a kids race, a 1K kids race and a 12K junior event. So very good. All on a Saturday. And so, what are you going to have a crack at, mate? Yeah, I'm going to do the 22. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm I'm in for that. That's long enough for now, I reckon. It's a good distance. Yeah, but a good enough excuse to go away for a weekend. Bloody oath. Yeah, it looks like a pretty varied course too. Yeah, bit of rock, got, bit of sand, bit of climbing. Yeah, so it's sort of um, you go in between the, the you got the lake on one side and the ocean on the other, so it's all sort of single track, fire trail, and coast tracks. Nice. So um, yeah, beautiful location. So um, yeah, we encourage people to go up there and stay for the weekend. Um, and we've got a discount code. Oh, good. Yep. Uh, and the code is RMD. No, I got that wrong. RMPOD21. RMPOD21. Yeah, we'll put it in the, uh, the notes, eh? Hey? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they get a discount off their race entry. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's awesome. Fantastic. So, yeah, looking forward to that weekend away. Yeah, not long away. Good. Nah. And uh, how'd you pull up after Ultra Trail 100K? Yeah, mate. Still. Pulling up, I suppose, a couple of weeks into it now, but yeah, body's okay. A couple of little niggles, but yeah, back in action, back on the trails, so. That's good. Yeah, mate, had a good day. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And thank you. Uh, did I hear that you had some blurry vision at the end, or? Mate, I did. Yeah, it was pretty strange. About uh, 30 k's to go, so about 70 k's in, started getting really, really blurry and couldn't see my watch, couldn't see my phone, couldn't see the trails, the rocks. So it made trail running pretty interesting, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so I was definitely feeling my way through the last 30 k's. And so worked out that that was just due to the wind and the cold and the exertion and keeping your eyes open for 70 k's, looking at the trail real hard. And you just get fluid in your cornea, so corneal edema. We might have a chat about that at some stage with someone who knows more than me. But um, yeah, it was a bit of a scary experience, particularly when it got dark later on. I was definitely gonna pull the pin at about the 78K mark when I got to the checkpoint, but thankfully the uh, the florist just took no prisoners and didn't listen to my whinging, told me that I didn't need to see the trail for the last leg, I knew where I was going, and sent me off into the uh, wild blue yonder <laughs> to finish. Sniff it out. Yeah, sniff it out, and I'm glad I did in the end, Like I, I certainly made it home, but um, glad to have uh, the, the, the poles for the last little bit of single track because it was pretty sketchy in the dark with no vision that's for sure yeah anyway well done might wear glasses next time yeah well done <laughs> thank you um how did uh how did the the equipment and the the products like your um hydration your your goo energy how did that all go mate it was unreal thank you to our product partners actually so yeah, I was on the goos the whole day um, and, and they were amazing and stepped up into the rocktanes in the second half of the, uh, the course, so a little bit of caffeine and a few extra amino acids. So, mate, they worked beautifully, felt really good energy-wise, thanks goo. Precision hydration on the fluid, that was perfect, no cramping, which is unreal. Uh, yeah, you got the Raid Light pack on, so a new 12-litre pack, thank you Raid Light, and it's literally the best pack I've used for a race ever. Like. Super easy transition, heaps light, adjusts really easy on the go. It was spot on, so yeah, good gear. And then Ranala got the shoes covered, the Salomons are unreal, and a couple of Sydney Brewery beers at the end, so ticked all the boxes. Covered. And Fractal on the, on the lid as well, so yeah. mate, I, I took advantage of the, uh, 
the Running Matters podcast partners that day and they all worked nicely. So Covering all bases. Thanks, boys and girls. And our listeners can get a discount on all those products if they go to the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, jump on. Yep. Grab some bargains. Excellent. All right, should we go to check the page? Yeah, let's get Paige on. Okay, welcome to the podcast. Paige Linegar, how are you? Very well. How are you guys going? Yeah, pretty good. We're going good. And uh, you pulled up well after your UTA race? Yeah, um, was a bit tired for about two days after, but feeling pretty good now. Um, just kind of got back into it, went out for a few jogs. I actually found it kind of hard to take two days not doing anything, but <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> Congratulations on your performance, sub five hour in the 50K. That's uh, super impressive. Were you? Did you have a, a goal in mind? Um. Sadly, just to finish. Um, <laughs> I've never actually run 50K before, let alone a 40K race. So, um, yeah, that was yeah. my aim. <laughs> yeah, not a bad start then. <laughs> yeah, pretty happy with it. <laughs> with that, uh, that in mind, how do you go pacing from the start there? Do you just sort of, I don't know, follow the leaders or did you have a, a, a pace in mind to start with? Um, I kind of feel like I just have a pretty set pace when I run, to be honest. And I just kind of, um, yeah, I don't, I can go, I guess I can like, you know, jog, go a bit slower and a bit faster. But when it comes to races, I just find that I just go the pace that I feel feels right. And from the start, I, I guess, you know, you've got the endorphin hit as well. So the first um, 6K there or 7K that's on road was actually like, you know, didn't make me tired, which normally probably running at that pace pre then running the race that it was would have made you pretty exhausted. But, yeah, I was pretty fine. Um, yeah. We should um, mention that you were the second female and you finished seventh overall, which was very impressive. Um, do you consider yourself a trail runner or a road runner? Um. So I guess I used to do um, a lot of road when I was back at school. Um, I raced kind of competitively back then. Um, and then after school, I kind of, you know, didn't want to do that anymore. Didn't want the whole competition side of things. Started trail running just by myself. And it was just my time to myself. And um, I didn't realize it was really trail running at that time, I guess. This is kind of, yeah, 10 years ago. Um, and yeah, essentially what I realised now is that I was doing trail running this entire time. Um, but I do do a lot of road running as well, but I much prefer the trails and, yeah, just kind of getting lost in the whole atmosphere of it all. How did you find uh, the ultra trail course in that respect? Did you enjoy the, the course or was it a bit of a, a brutal start to your 50K career? Um. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed it. I get these, I'm pretty weird. I get these weird moments and I almost cry at how beautiful nature is. So definitely had a few of them. Um, don't know if I'm crying about my body hurting or the nature though. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I loved the course, but the end is absolutely grueling. Like that last, I don't know, 10K or so is insane. Yeah, so I don't know if that's normal. I guess this is my first one, so. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not normal, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's brutal for everyone, pretty sure. <laughs> you see yourself doing next year, would you go back and do the 50 again or would you go step up to the 100? What are your thoughts? Um, so I've got a pretty set idea of what I want to do now, which is, quite profound for me because I haven't raced a lot, but I want to do the Tarawera 100 in January and then I guess see how I'm feeling, but um, maybe do the 100K there as well. I'm really excited to do 100, like really, really excited. Um, <laughs> I guess that'll be a point. Your idea is often better than the reality there. I'll give you the tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can 100% imagine. And I imagine it's also one of those things where you, even at the end of this, I was like, I'm never doing that again. And then five minutes later, I was like, I'm doing 100. 
Nice. Yeah, you got a few uh, few endorphins pumping through the system. Good time to make decisions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so congratulations to Hattie who finished 100. Was that a PB for you? No, it wasn't, unfortunately. I was pretty close, so, yeah, yeah 12 hours something. So that was good. Had a good day. Are you back next year? I'll do something next year. Yeah, 100K somewhere, maybe not there, but um, maybe Tarawera as well, potentially. Yeah, yeah, thinking about it. I hear Tarawera is a little bit flatter. Is that right? Yeah, considerably flatter. Yeah, yeah less stairs. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually a massive sucker for stairs, though. I'm like, yeah, I do them constantly. It's like my off days to go and just run heaps of laps of stairs around Manly. I was going to ask about the Manly thing. Is that, is that that's where you do most of your training on trail out there? Yeah, so I get in saying that I do a lot of um, manly, manly to spit, manly dam kind of area, which is um, manly dams actually, I'd say a little bit technical, like you can't go that fast around there. You're dodging a lot of things. There's a lot of rocks and tree branches and manly to spit's a lot of stairs. Um, and then I do kind of around Fairy Bower, there's some really nice stairs there and um up to North Head as well. I mean, it's beautiful around here. There's so many places to go, which is, I always go somewhere new each day. Um, but yeah. Not, not particularly structured in that case. You're just getting out and uh, enjoying yourself out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not structured. <laughs> I definitely just go with how I wake up, what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. um, some days I'll be like, oh, I don't feel like it. But I always know it's just my thing to kind of reset mental health as well. And then um next minute i'll be running for like an hour longer than i expected but just go with the flow i guess well, yeah love it there you go that's good yeah now i, I want to quickly take you back to the ultra trail for a couple more questions um were you duking it out with uh ruth croft over the course of the day were you guys sort of back and forward with each other um so she where was it at the start i think she was in front of me for the first few kilometers and then I kind of I knew that we were about to go down into the trail and I wanted to be in front of everyone because I hate getting stuck behind people on single trail I think it's like my worst nightmare so I was like oh I'm just gonna kind of crack it for the next 2k so I was in front going down down the stairs and then um as I was saying I love stairs so I think I kind of got ahead for a while there on the stairs and then I think the last when we got to I think it was about 20k there was a road part and then I actually got pretty intimidated by her because she was kind of running behind me and I was like do you want to take over like <laughs> you go um and then we kind of had a chat which was super nice she's so lovely um and then yeah we were kind of just running on the flat section got to the aid station and then she was ahead from there um, I got to the next aid station and everyone's like, oh, you're just a few minutes behind, like you've got this. Um, and again, I was kind of just like, look, I just want to finish the race. I really don't care, but that's incredible. Um, and yeah, absolute sucker for heels. So the last hill bit, I was just stoked running up them. And then I think I caught up to her there. Um, I got to the top of the hill part. Um, and then it was kind of a single trail and then further stairs. And um, I actually nearly stacked it at the top part when we were going along the single trail. And from there, I was like, this is not worth it. Like, I'm just going to kind of, you know, meander my way and make sure I get to the end from there. Um, so she definitely led the way for like the last 30K. I think okay. it was. There's, there's, yeah. there's definitely not much meandering going on in uh, a race under five hours there. So I'll just pull you up on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How did you handle the, the very first right-hand turn out of the start line? Because our our own Matt, the Wolfman North, brought down about five competitors with him on that first turn. It looked a bit slippery out there. Did you go okay? Oh, um, yeah, I was actually fine. I was love like I was next to um, Anna McKenna, the girl who came third, and I think she kind of buffered me maybe like she kind of came out going really fast and I was just like you know in her windspan going around the corner and yeah definitely was protected from that thank god I think that's you know everyone's worst nightmare 
Uh, it was just me that fell over at the start. <laughs> it was just you? I think so. I saw um I saw the start of the I think it was the 22k on the um ultra trail site and just saw about 20 people being taken down. That was me. That was him. Oh, that was the 22. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All I could think about was they're probably filming this uh, as people were trading on me. <laughs> no, you made it look you made it look like it was a, you know a very intense. Intense yeah. race. It was good. Yeah, yeah no, it's just, you know, I'll, I'll perfect it for the next race. Add into the just drama. don't go in my race. Don't go in my race. Please. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, you talk about uh, recovering really well. What does uh, the next couple of days look like for you? Have you got any sort of particular strategies that you use to get over a race like that? Um, I think because I'm all about longevity. Um, I definitely kind of looked into all of the things to take. My mom's a naturopath, so I was brought up on like, you know, supplementing herbs, diet, all of that kind of thing. Um, so I actually went to yoga the next day, which was a bit difficult <laughs> to say the least. Um, but, you know, just first for everything, seeing how it goes. And I think that that was actually perfect because um, I don't have any niggles or anything now. Um, I supplement ultra muscle night pretty much every night which i find is incredible um a few herbs like um gotcha cola rhodiola those kind of things really good for ligaments and tendons and i sound like a complete witch doctor right now but <laughs> yeah i like the herbs yeah yeah herbs are good yeah <laughs> not that one <laughs> um, but, yeah. For a mum, what was she uh, knocking out for breakfast? I'm assuming there were no cocoa pops for you as a kid. No, I. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, it, yeah, just looking back, it's quite funny. And she's just she's the most incredible woman. I mean, she's 60 years old now, and she's um, out running every day, swimming every day won the world australian sprint championship like last year or something she's crazy um so there's something to be said about herbs and diet unless it's genetics i don't know um <laughs> so yeah we'd have yeah maybe we'd um she'd make me this is yeah 15 20 years ago before you know health food was kind of a fad and that type of thing she was making me carrot juices with um, celery, beetroot and ginger in the morning and then um, buckwheat pancakes and spirulina and egg shakes and I don't even know. The weirdest things, weirdest concoctions, wheatgrass shots. Um, yeah, incredible. I just can't believe the time she put into it, mm, you know. It's impressive, isn't many it? Things. Oh, so impressive. So impressive. Um, and my friends would come over and have like Cadbury chocolate bars and hide them in their pockets and stuff. And like, <laughs> so good. Uh, now, do, do you look at all those people who are taking on the spirulina, you know, shots or whatever, and just look at them with disdain because you were there before it was cool? Not at all. I kind of think it's great. Um, the more available it is, the less weird I feel, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I grew up eating gluten-free as well because, um, yeah, I was just like not – I'm not celiac, but um, just like the allergies and the inflammation you get from it, which everyone gets from it. So that's another thing. It's like you're talking about longevity. It's like anything that's anti-inflammatory, like turmeric, for example, which, again, became a massive fad, but we were growing it in our garden since Dot, and she makes turmeric dips and that kind of thing. Um, yeah anti-inflammatory and then you don't get all of the kind of injuries and um that type of thing but yeah I think it's pretty good um you know now I can go out and get gluten-free without having to feel strange or um you know there's the healthy options available and that kind of thing so I think it's amazing um yeah, yeah. fantastic has, has your mum got any tips what's she doing now we can we can sort of get on the bandwagon <laughs> and, and make some <laughs> yeah um her day in the life right um so she she actually wakes up she'll have celery and beetroot juice 
um, and carrot. Has wheatgrass shots, turmeric dip. That's turmeric, horseradish, ginger. I mean, I haven't been sick for ten years or something crazy. Um, she's a massive fan of garlic, so probably stinks twenty four seven. And then she has a lot of bone broth, which I actually don't have, but she's a big advocate of that. Um, and then. Yeah, we are actually starting up just some herbal powders that we're going to um, just be, like, giving to people because, you know, I just want it to be more available more than anything. It's just sad that something that's, you know, the absolute platform of everything is then turned into, like, the pharmaceutical side and they just take out the active constituent rather than giving you the whole plant. So. For me, it's all kind of back to basics and having that readily available for people, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. These things always get broken when there's money to be made, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, she, yeah, and on that, also the whole thing of, like, mushrooms, I think they're incredible. So, like, lion's mane is really good for performance. Um, uh, Codriceps, um, yeah, I mean you've probably heard of mushrooms i think they're kind of everywhere at the moment with people kind of getting into that i've been a big fan since the early 90s yeah really yeah first time, first time in you should hang out <laughs> look it's not going to give you what you think it's going to give you but it's a subtle, <laughs> subtle I thought we're just going to know each other <laughs> oh. So good, um, but yeah. Uh, let's talk about you, the period between 16 and 26 when you weren't running competitively at all. What, what was going on? Um, it seemed like you were pretty disciplined with your running even without being competitive. You talk about going to bed early on a Saturday night to get up early on a Sunday long run. Where did that sort of drive the motivation come from as a, as a youngster? Um, Sorry, what period did you say? 16 to... Oh, sort of 21 to 26, maybe? Oh, 21, yeah, right. Um, I guess, I don't know. I I guess I kind of had that period where I had a lot of fun, was not eating as healthily as previously, started to feel pretty terrible. Um, and I think I've always just been a massive fan of being outdoors and having fun. I mean, I was brought up skiing cross-country skiing like and running and once you do that and you know how good you can feel the other just has no point I guess um and yeah I definitely wasn't disciplined in that I had any kind of training in place or anything I was training for but I guess for me it's kind of like a reset and it's just the best part of my day so I would honestly just look forward to waking up in the morning and going out and being out there and not having, you know, just that terrible hungover feeling. And I did feel pretty weird. I mean, all my friends are still in that phase and I was kind of, you know, much rather preferring to be, you know, getting up early and being outside. Um, not much more to it than <laughs> experiencing something and that feeling of, you know, you go out and you're on a trail and you're out there for two hours and you come back covered in mud and no one knows where you've been and it's just like you see people going out for brunch in the morning and you just feel like you've had this whole other worldly experience for a while. Also just processing your thoughts. Like I just find that part of it absolutely incredible. Um, you know, the ideas that come to you or the things that might seem like they're a massive burden and then at the end of the run you're like well nothing matters like it's just the best reset and just brings you back down to earth i think it's more that um, agreed agree with you yeah it's the, you know when you go out it's like people describe it as meditation and often you mm -hmm. sort of think and you come up with ideas um, yeah. but my memory's not so good these days so when i get back i try to remember what i thought of <laughs> and like it's normally i've got the shoes on Stop the watch and then I can't remember anything that I was thinking about out there. Do you have that problem? I don't have Alzheimer's, no, but oh, um <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, too many, too many mushrooms. Too many of the wrong mushrooms. <laughs> but I'm relaxed. <laughs> yeah no I definitely I actually do get that yeah you kind of process everything and then it's almost like you go through this like wave and then you get out of it and then it's like oh all that stuff you just left behind and it's cleared um I'm actually a massive fan of doing just mantras the whole time I'm running so I I guess because I work as a psych so then I'm teaching people these certain things and then when you're kind of going through that full suffering, you're like, oh, I might as well bring into play, you know, what I preach. So yeah, I just what, start doing mantras in my head. <laughs> what, are, what are the mantras? So um, Cameron Dwyer is this great guy that I'm pretty interested in at the moment. I mean, I go through phases, um, different people. Um, he talks a lot about I am affirmations, which is actually really simple. Um, so it's literally just, feeling into the emotion say I am powerful I am strong I am worthy I am healthy um and you'll kind of say the ones or you'll listen to a meditation about them and the ones that don't really land are the ones that you kind of need to work on more or just kind of keep saying and especially when you're running and you're feeling terrible and not strong and not healthy and yeah like you just want to fall asleep um they're kind of the best things to bring into toe. So mm. I kind of start saying them in my head, as weird as that is. Um, no, no, no. Whatever works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I want to know, um, I guess, from your uh, psychological mindset, uh, do you, when you get to that sort of dark place or whatever it is when you're running, you sort of just sort of laugh at it because you know what your brain's trying to do. Do you, you know enough about brain science to go, don't be ridiculous or do you sort of get caught up in that negative space at some point no I definitely um I think that there's something to do with when you're running and you're going through a suffering that you know that you can stop at any point that makes it completely okay whereas you know there's much I almost find the mind more scary than dealing with the mind and the body through like a running session so for someone I guess because I've worked with people who you know have schizophrenia bipolar manic depression and that kind of thing and I see these people who have no way out right and then when you're doing that it's kind of like you're getting to that extent sure you're feeling you know horrible to an extent but um I guess I see on the other end it's like people who don't have that out um I just kind of, I don't know, I'd maybe in saying that, maybe I haven't done hundred K. So I haven't gotten into that absolute suffering point where you're like, this is the end of the world. Yeah, <laughs> Possibly. Like at about 65 K. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, well, that's never done 65 K. So haven't been there. I'll let you know after Tarawera. <laughs> got all that to look forward to. Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I want to talk but, about your little wilderness session again where you weren't competing. And you suggest that you stayed in a hippie commune in Spain. What what, what happened there? <laughs> um, so I guess it's more about the lead up to getting there, right? Um, <laughs> I went through, I guess it was, it was when I was about 18, everyone's kind of drinking, partying. I just was like, there is more to life than this. Um, and... I dropped out of uni. I was actually um, studying environmental science. Um, I won't say where, but I just thought, you know, this is not how I viewed it. And I wanted to come to uni and be like, you know, creating new ideas, thought that I could take on the world and save the environment and whatnot. Um, and that is not how it was when you go to uni. Obviously, you're forced to write in a particular way. And, yeah, it was very stock standard um so being 18 and thinking that you know I knew what was best I decided to drop out of that became a yoga teacher and then decided that I wanted to go teach yoga overseas um ended up in Spain and then um I was definitely going through one of those phases I guess I'm still a bit of a hippie at heart always will be a hippie at heart but um yeah I went and stayed in a hippie commune for a while and it was incredible like we just lived off the land 
pomegranate trees everywhere. Um, I was in the mountains in the Alpujaras. I was actually going out just like, you know, running for like six hours a day and then just coming back and no one cared where I was or what I was doing and um, met the most fascinating people. Like they just complete nomads and just travel from there. And then when it gets too cold, then they go to the Canary Islands. So when it got too cold, um, my parents were absolutely freaking out. Um, <laughs> my phone ran out of battery and I got back and I, was, I just had endless messages being like, where are you? Like, you have to come home. And my poor family, I can't believe I put them through that. But, you know, finding yourself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> have to go through it. That's <laughs> right. You come out the other side. No worries. I came out a better person. They were stoked. <laughs> exactly. And um, yeah. you only just made it back in time into Australia um, before the COVID business came about? Yes. So I actually um, finished my psych honours degree. I wrote a paper in um, yoga and mental health um, and then was invited to go over to the States to teach some yoga teachers over there and help with uh, teach training um so I went over to LA um and did that did some skiing I'm a massive skiing and cross-country skiing fan which was super fun just kind of had a year of um doing all the things I love again I was very much just sitting behind a computer in labs and all of that um the, the year before so I just needed a break um and yeah, I went into a few schools, taught about nutrition and mental health, um, a lot about like the benefits of exercise. I'm absolutely fascinated by that, just how it affects the brain and um, the addictive pathways and that kind of thing. I mean, there's nothing better, really, like there isn't. <laughs> um, and yeah, then I was over there um, and just came, I was going to stay over and then, um, I just decided, you know, I want to come back and do psychology so I can have Medicare rebates available for people who, um, you know, can't afford nutrition and herbal medicine, um, like naturopathic um, consultations, because it's obviously scheduled. So um, it's kind of this thing where, you know, only people with money can afford to go see a naturopath. It's absolutely ridiculous because that's, Again, that's the basics. That's natural medicine. It's what you can pull out of the garden. You can grow it at home. And um, so I kind of want to integrate it all together. Um, and I've always had that vision, um, I guess. So it's cool to kind of almost be at the end of that, seeing it through. Um, and we're in firm discussions with Guy at our health centre about a position. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> And um, so, so, so you got back, got back from the states. Um, yeah, just just snuck in before the COVID business, and and then you've you've had a little bit of a mishap on the on the training field. What what happened? Yeah, I guess um, the universe wanted to show me that I wasn't invincible. So I was um, running down some stairs at good old Manly the Spit, as one does. Done it a million times, zoning out as well, which I always do. Um, and I think I just stood on, I don't know, I don't know what it was, a rock or a tree branch or something, absolutely stacked it um, down the rocks. I stack a lot. Like I always fall over, come back muddy. I actually fell off in LA. I went to the Pacific Palisades, incredible trails there um, and fell down the mountain there and was completely fine, like down into a canyon and just had to crawl my way out, covered in blood. Um, but, and yeah, completely fine. Whereas here, you know, you're doing what you do every day. And then, um, yeah, I actually fractured my sacrum. So I went from, I was actually training at that time to do Tarawera. Um, it was kind of something I had in my goal that, you know, I'd finish honors in psych. Um, go and do what I loved for a year and then come back and do the 100k and um yeah had a different world had a different plan for me so I was instead inside from going you know how it is like not running for one day is hard enough imagine you know you go from training that much and then suddenly it was like I couldn't walk or I couldn't even walk upstairs for two months oh, um yeah, yeah. 
So it was a good time. Uses uh, running for you know their, their mental health. How, how do you cope with not, not being able to do that? Um, <laughs> well, I put on my wetsuit and I got into the ocean and I started doing ocean swims with my arms and not using my legs and. Um, I'd like get in my crutches down to the beach and just jump in. So there's always something you can do, you know, you just have mm. to make your way. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. What a hard ass. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, and, and so you feel you yourself back up there. Um, obviously got the, the racing bug still on board somewhere. You'd come out and run a 231 for the Coastal Classic, um, second overall and first female broke the record um just an amazing first up kind of race for you know six years or whatever it was how do you maintain that high level of speed and fitness and that sort of stuff without I guess structure and racing um gosh I don't I actually don't know just I don't know I guess I guess because I think about it as it's just because it's my passion. Like, you know, it's one of those things that it's it's the thing that I wake up in the morning and I'm excited to do. Like people talk about I kind of the amount of times when I've said the UTA and everyone's like, oh, I can't even run for the bus in the morning or I hate running for the bus in the morning. I've heard that saying about 50 times. Kid you not. You um, keep hearing it, I guarantee you. God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's something about the fact that I just enjoy it so much. So for me, it's like doing anything else. So then, um, and especially when you do, you know, you go through injury and then it only pulls you back stronger. Um, and you do think about longevity. I mean, after that, it's kind of like, okay, I'm not invincible. Um, I'm really lucky that this was a bone injury and not something that's, you know, forever um and then you take care of yourself as well and I'm that's why I do you know really care about what I eat I don't drink um I make sure I sleep um you know I'm pretty boring like that like I won't go out and have a big Saturday night I'm like oh 9 p.m it's time for me to head home um but it's just all those things and you do realize when you do that right that you can keep going and yeah, you can have that speed or whatever. But also if you're doing what you love, like if you're running and the whole time you're just absolutely elated by what's surrounding you, it's not hard to just not go into your head too much and just really enjoy the experience, right? Yeah. I clearly need to love it more because I'm never <laughs> going to be that fast. I'm <laughs> with genetics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we just keep putting it to that. Thanks, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, saw, um, I saw an interesting uh, Facebook uh, hustle, I'll call it, back and forth a couple of days ago about the idea of having an overall position in races and male versus female sort of stuff. Does it matter to you where you end up in terms of the men in the race, or are you in your brain having a race with the females in the field? How does it work for you? Um, I guess I'm kind of early on in racing and in terms of that, I, yeah, I, I kind of tried to overcome the whole thing of seeing it even as racing. So when I'm out there and like, you know, if a girl passes me, I'm really happy for them because they're obviously having a good time. And even on the race day, I was running past and this guy pulled over because he had a cramp and I, you know, stopped and it's like, oh, are you okay? Like, can I help you? You know, like I don't see it as competing. And I think that's what I like about trail racing is I feel like everyone's kind of out there together um, and it's more of a joint experience. But um, I have heard like, well, I, I definitely don't race against guys. Like I kind of naturally am like, oh, well, a guy's passing me, you know, then they're going to be better. But I'm obsessed with Courtney DeWalter and I just watch her races and she's, God, she's phenomenal. And just, you know, she beats guys all the time and, and Ruth Croft as well. I mean, she ran Tarawara and run outright. Um, so it, there's definitely something to be said for that. Um, it's pretty cool. And I was even watching actually this morning um, 
something that I posted ages ago on Facebook and it just came up as a memory um but about you know women getting into running and the first woman to run a marathon was I think in the 1970s and she was almost pulled out of the race or something ridiculous like that yeah. so New York marathon uh I think potentially Boston Boston yeah, yeah and Basically, thought her ovaries were going to fall out of her because she was running too far for a woman. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's absolutely crazy. So, um, yeah, and that, that's what, like, my um, mom and I are actually putting together herbs that are, you know, for women and hormones and hormone regulation because there's something to be said about that is, like, you know, when you're running, there's this whole thing of, like, you know, you can lose your period and it's it's actually bad for you especially if um you know you want to have kids and that kind of thing um but there's ways to train and there's ways to eat that you know nourish you and keep you going and it's really important to be on top of that i guess mm. um yeah let's 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 talk about foods and superfoods in general terms what's uh what, what are a couple of you know foods that we should be looking at as runners to help us along? What aren't we getting enough of? Um, I'm a huge fan of having a lot of fats in my diet. So, um, again, staying away from inflammatory foods. Um, I'm not vegan. I eat a lot of fish um, and eggs and that kind of thing. But um, I think the main thing that people aren't getting is enough greens. Like I just have so many greens and it's alkalinizing, it's detoxifying, it's antioxidants. When you're running, it's a full oxidization and that's why, you know, you can see runners and they look like they're absolutely haggard because they're really going through a lot of um, oxidative stress and damage. Um, so there's something to be said for, I mean, again, I haven't started running 100Ks and that kind of thing, but the gels that have so much sugar and, like that kind of thing in them it's to me it's like yeah have that but you need to have something that's also protective um I was having like manuka honey on my way around because <laughs> um <laughs> it's sugar that's but awesome. it's also <laughs> protective and like mct oil and that kind of thing um I think that there's I think we're just kind of starting to crack into diet in a lot of ways in a lot of different areas um so I'm excited to see what kind of happens in sport um, with diet because I know that a lot of people are all for, you know, just get as many calories in as you possibly can, but what are those calories turning into and how can your body, body utilise those cal calories? And I think if we train ourselves in a particular way, say to use fats like MCT oil whilst you're running, um, that's incredible and that's really good for your body. And if your body's used to breaking down a lot of veggies and that kind of thing, so um, say when someone goes from like eating meat to suddenly eating beans and lagoons and that kind of thing, they can have a lot of gas because their body's not used to it. So all of these things, it's like your body's a machine and a vessel and a um, beautiful temple as well, but we've just got to nourish it and teach it how to use these things that are really good for it. Um, and I think that that's also how you can, you know, keep yourself going for the long term and not, get to the end of a race and feel completely sick because you've just ingested all this crap to say the least but I've just, I just yeah. got these visions of you sort of picking wild goji berries along the trails <laughs> out in Tuba and uh, just two metric oh. dates for the 50ks <laughs> very impressive we should, we should plug our sponsor Goo right now shouldn't we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get put off by that <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what about post-race for you like I mean I really get stuck into a beer and pizza generally speaking after a race because I feel like I've earned it but what's what's your uh treat of you well it's so embarrassing I'm just like I crave like a really good piece of salmon and some good veggies and like heaps of oil and pesto and nuts and <laughs> that's my addiction at the moment we are it's eerily so similar yeah <laughs> we'd, we'd be <laughs> uh, yeah no i yeah i just i just don't crave a crave a beer sadly or a pizza but you know each to their own 
Yeah. What about um, supplementation? What, what are a few uh, of your favourite supplements and every relation will up and potentially add to it? Um, so I kind of, you know, go through some phases. Sometimes I won't have anything. Um, I love having zinc. I think that that's really good for, like, mental balance, skin, um, cellular repair, all of that kind of thing. I actually take... Um, water bone called collagen supplement which is really good i'll have that before i run with some spirulina and um some just like a mix of herbs so ashwagandha astragalus gochapola um rhodiola <laughs> drugged up <Yeah. laughs> essentially just just like a, just like a tablespoon of them kind of mixed together um yeah and i'll run i'll have that before i run um i have calcium just because i'm aware of bones and um you know you need to keep them healthy obviously especially from running that much um what else magnesium ultra muscle is night like if there's anything that i'll take with me if i'm going on if someone was like what could you take on a desert island for a month it would be ultra muscle is night <laughs> not not an act ultra muscle is magnesium no, make your own fires. I might uh, I might use this chance to uh, cross to Sean at Renoa. We're going to do a, a shoe review on the new be- New Balance Fuel Cell Elite. Okay. Yeah. Hey Sean, nice. How are you, mate? Good mate. Nice to catch up. Yeah. You recovered? I've recovered. What about yeah. yourself? Just. 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 Yep. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. on your UTA 50. Thank you very much. And yeah. yourself, UTA 22. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's, uh, it was a great, great weekend. Yeah. It always is. Yeah. Um, as I say to people, it's the Bathurst 1000 of trail racing in Australia, I think, to me. Um, it's where everyone comes together and uh, just the camaraderie and the the stories and the motivation that's out on course and just, yeah it's yeah whether the conditions are tough or easy it's just uh it's a race that when you finish you're never going back but by the time you get down the bottom of the mountain driving home you're entering next year so uh yeah it's uh uh jen and i's first 50 and uh i take my hat off to her she was so determined to to get across that line and uh yeah it was a memorable moment again for us, yeah, to yeah. both finish together in, yeah. uh, in tough conditions. Yeah, oh, well, it's, it's good, and, and that's what brings people back, I think, you know, the, the sense of a achievement, the, yes. you know, the challenge, and uh, it's a great community up there. So, oh, yeah, sure is. I'd recommend it to anyone to yeah. uh, go up there and experience the weekend and do one of the, one of the distances. Yes. All right, should we talk about the New Balance Fuel Cell Elite? We will. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Fuel Cell RC Elite. Yep. Um, did you run? I ran the race in them. The UTA 22? UTA 22. So, yeah. yeah. How did, how, what, did, what was the feedback? Yeah. I love them. Um, so, they're, they've got a carbon plate. They do. Um, yep. It's got, it's a nice, soft, spongy shoe. Yes. So, um, it feels like... I don't know, uh, I, I guess a bit like the 1080, the New Balance 1080, like yep. it's soft like that, it's cushion. Um, and I like it more than other plated shoes such as the Hocker or the Asics yep. because it's got that soft sort of spongy um, feel to it. Yeah, So um, yeah, yeah. The, the feedback, the pairing, the high energy return of the midsole, yep. fuel cell midsole with the efficiency of the carbon plate, um, just makes it that combination seems to be really really positive with a lot of runners uh, and the big positive is that midsole cushioning um, it's so good it's so soft um, the foam delivers a propulsive feel um, that is fast but the cushioning reduces fatigue and soreness um, some reviews have said that the midsole is too soft right. for short tempo runs um, but is better suited for that half to full marathon yeah um with ease because you're just getting that that cushioning and they're saying that yeah that midsole is sometimes if you want a fast tempo run 
there's just too much softness there. Much, so yeah. that's been a mixture of, yeah, but the carbon plate is the full length. It's a full length carbon plate that obviously helps promote that, that energy return and, and propulsion uh, through your gate. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a nice shoe. I like, uh, it's quite grippy at the front too, the to sole, yeah. so that, you know, if you get any, um, you know, wet surfaces or anything, you're not sort of worrying about sliding yeah. or slipping over. Yep, that's another, that's a big positive. That It's a Dynarite outsole, so they're black little triangles that bite into the surface and, and give it really good grip um, and lightweight traction. So, yeah, you know, you, you felt that probably on the trail as well. So it's not a trail shoe, but, you know, it, it handled that and it's great in wet conditions and it's very durable. So it's lasting the kilometres as well. Yep. Um, the shoe sits on a 10 millimetre heel drop as well. So you have got that, that little bit of a heel lift there. And, um, yeah, it does, it's a shoe that, um, it suits a neutral runner. It is a neutral shoe, but that plate does give it a little bit of stability there. Because I, I sort of had a run in it, I overpronate. Um, so basically I collapse, collapse in while I'm running. And I had to really concentrate on that midfoot strike. So it's getting into that flat to midfoot strike. And you've really got to concentrate on that um, if you do pronate. Yeah. Uh, but for the neutral runner, it's, it's, it's a fantastic shoe. Yeah, it actually it doesn't feel like you're running in a plated shoe. It just no. feels like you're running in, say, like a 1080 or... Yes, like yeah, a, I think you know, because like of a, that midsole is yeah. so cushioned. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. Yeah. So. But no, reviews have been fantastic in that shoe and yeah. Yeah, I can see why they're popular. No, love it. Great shoe. So yeah, um, yeah I can recommend it. For trial or road. Yeah, trial or mainly road. Mainly road. Mainly road, yeah. 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 So... Um, Awesome. All right. Well, appreciate that, mate. Um, thanks for uh, your time. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll catch up again soon. Talk to you soon. See thanks, you, mate. mate. Bye. And we're back. Thanks, boys. Really good. Yeah. Thanks. Really good. It's good to catch up with Sean. Yeah. Tremendous. <laughs> All right. We, uh, we, we, we've decided, obviously, we're going to start getting some racing seriously, mate, and enjoying uh, the group at Run Crew. How long have you been with them for? Um, so I, when was it? Maybe I've kind of been speaking to Gary on and off for about two and a half years, two years. I did the Sydney trail series run. Um, and I saw the run crew guys after that and they were like, oh, you should join. Like, I think that was, um, I think it was Ben St. Lawrence was there. Maybe I didn't know that who he was at that time. Um, and yeah, I was kind of chatting to them and then got interested in their training. Um, and then, I don't know, Gary calls me the most unconventional runner he's ever met. And I think I'm really annoying because I don't go to trainings and I, <laughs> I'm very hard to keep in tow. I find myself hard to keep in tow. So it's harder for Gary. Um, so I'm actually really excited to, you know, start, training properly and going to these things i say that now but we'll see how it goes we've got to listen a question in from gary howard and he wants to know do you need google maps to find centennial park <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah it's that bad that's how bad it is yeah it was pretty brutal gary actually i think he set up a support group for the the run through guys on the lower steps of the podium from the ultra trail, you and Gerald McPherson and Adam McKenna. No one quite made yeah, it to the top. Yeah, he started up, he just had to remind us all last Saturday night at about 9 pm that we lost. Um, and then he said that I need to start stop running upstairs. Wait, what did he say? I need to start. Stop running upstairs and chasing loose coins from buskers or something along those lines. So apparently that's what I do too much of. Because I do just run upstairs up and down and then he just sees my Strava and gets really annoyed. It's kind of like a cool game that we've got going on, I think. Um. <laughs> Give the coach the shoots game. Perfect. Let's <laughs> talk a little bit about yoga. Um they, they, they seem to be completely incongruous, yoga and ultra-distance running. How, how does your body handle the tightness of running with the flexibility of yoga? So um, 
I actually got into yoga because of running um, and I was just super interested in it, found massive effects. I mean, I was 16, 17, could barely touch my toes and I was like, this is not a good thing. Um, And started going to yoga again. Mum was a massive fan of it, had been going my entire life. My grandma still does yoga most mornings. Um, And so I... um, yeah, started going to yoga, found that it was really helping, um, really like my stabilizers and that kind of thing. Um, and genuinely, like, I guess it's like a lovely thing to do on a day off. Um, and then looked into it more and then I wanted to do my yoga teacher training. And then ever since then, I've been fascinated by how, um, I guess your body adapts so quickly. So you can be doing, you know, running every day, then I'll go to yoga and I haven't done, I mean, yeah, haven't done a yoga session for two months and I'll just find I can barely do anything. Again, can't touch my toes. And then a week later, you start to notice the differences, but I'll get little niggles and, you know, knee things, hip things, whatever, um, if I'm not going to yoga and then I'll start going back again. And then it just kind of, cures at all I don't know if that's just my body I mean everyone's different I've had people say they go to yoga and that you know it gives them issues so um I guess it's different for everyone um yeah I guess I've found um just in practice that people who start doing that stuff to help their running they often just go too hard at the yoga too early so you know, yeah they're trying to oh, yeah. some ligaments and just don't want to be stretched uh, respected enough to yeah. give it to patients and I guess if you're a you know ultra runner or someone who's like a distant addict you're kind of used to pushing yourself to that extreme so you're like why isn't this harder why isn't this more painful um and you do push yourself um so there's definitely something to be said for that I actually um when I was overseas in LA doing um that um other teaching we were doing back bends for like a three-day backbending course or something and this guy just pulled me into a backbend way too fast and um yeah my hip was completely put out for like a month or something so yeah you definitely have to ease into it and be careful what you do um definitely I'm I'm not a fan of like I do power vinyasa or vinyasa and alignment kind of thing but I'm not really a fan of any of that kind of Bikram stuff I went in once and did about 15 minutes and then walked out. <laughs> Just because it stunk so badly? Yeah, literally because it smelled so bad and it was so hot and we were just sitting there and being forced to push harder into like a seated position. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Yuck. <laughs> just yuck. Um, Very What about uh, yoga in terms of, of mood? Is the yoga high as good as the runner's high? Oh, so my my study that I did um, was actually on yoga and mood. Um, so we've got we've got the evidence that it does give you a massive mood boost. Um, but I actually was at uni with a guy at the time who was studying running, which I was really upset about because I wanted to study running, but he got in there before me, so I had to go for yoga. Um, I moved to Coffs Harbour particularly because I wanted to assess something to do with psychology and sport. Um, And this guy found massive results for um, psychology in terms of the mood changes. Um, But I think what he found is that for running, it improves your mood to an extent. So they found that after, I think it was two hours, it started to decrease your mood, even in elite athletes. Um, And also there's mood stabilization. So um it's that kind of thing where I don't know I I don't know if I've felt that but that kind of thing where you you know you wake up in the morning you've got a low mood it's like having a coffee and then you feel stabilized so you no longer get that endorphin hit whereas they found with yoga that it's a mood improvement no matter what so I guess there's the difference there where I mean, yeah, it's comparable for everyone. So I guess a lot more people will go to yoga. It's a nice environment. It's warm. It's cozy. You're being told positive things about yourself the whole time. So you're going to leave feeling better. Running, a lot of people hate it. So they'll be like, that was just an absolute suffer fest. Why did I even do that? 
get some people like us together going and we'll be like, yeah, I feel better. But, you know, during it, it's not exactly like a, uh, it is meditational for us, but, you know. (laughs) There's a lot of factors. Special brand of crazy people. Exactly. Exactly. I guess what I'm saying is there's heaps and heaps of confounding factors, just like any scientific thing, you know, so... What about you in an experiment of one? Do you feel better after yoga or running? Oh, running for sure. Okay. For sure. Hands down. Like, yeah, I have to force myself to not run and go to yoga and pretend that that's been as good of an experience. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it sounds vaguely familiar. Um, I guess uh, linking your uh, your expertise here. So, the link between mood and food. What are, what are some some common issues? What are we doing wrong as far as psychology is concerned? Um. Well, if you want a quick mood boost, just eat five cashew nuts. Cashew nuts are a natural um, dopamine serotonin release. Um, I think a lot of people these days are just way too anxious, um, and then that kind of causes this ongoing kind of depressive state so things that are actually calming are really good for people um rather than uppers so um like well again i'm going to go to herbs but like passion flower is incredible if you can get your hands on some passion flower tea something like that um turmeric lattes sound super swanky but anything if you can have instead of having coffee which is kind of acidic and instead just opt for a turmeric latte one time you're getting anti-inflammation which is going to help your brain um your gut to feel better um food is so important for mood i can't believe that it's not like what we go to in psychology first and foremost and it's what i talk to all my clients about whether i'm allowed to or not um that's another thing but um yeah just like stay like you go on um antibiotics and you completely ruin the whole gut microbiome and there's all these studies on you know how the gut affects the brain so um just if number one you can just create like a healthy gut microbiome at the start of the day you're winning pretty much um and it's pretty phenomenal they found um that running out in nature actually improves your gut microbiome so there's something to be said for that as well it's just breathing in fresh air being around trees and that kind of thing is actually helping your whole digestive system and um helping your mood through that too so um yeah i think i just think that people need to eat better and then they'll feel better <laughs> preaching to the choir so yeah, yeah. <laughs> know that, you know, simple, simple things work Mm. eat well run outside it's not that hard and things that are going to you know not just being like oh i'm feeling down i'm going to have some sugar you're going to crash 10 minutes later and you're going to feel a million times worse so even though it's a massive push instead of waking up in the morning and having something that's like you know cocoa pops or whatever thinking the long term and it's going to stabilize you throughout the day and um yeah like, and also drinking water. There's something massive to be said about just getting some water into you. <laughs> yeah, simple. Don't need to go straight to the buckwheat pancakes or the spirulina. No. Just, uh, no. It, and it is that easy. It's just like having avocado and some good oils on toast and a glass of water in the morning and some lemon in water and apple cider vinegar. If all you can get is some apple cider vinegar and still have cocoa pots, do it. But just get some apple cider vinegar <laughs> in water. I feel Good healthy way. just talking about it. Mm, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like I'm cleansed just during the chat. Next year, Paige. Are there any um, any lead up races on the on the cards on the way there? I just wish Gary was sitting there right now because I was so many times I've been like, oh, should I do this race? Or should I do this race? And he's like, Paige, I've made it so clear. Like, <laughs> so I'm, what I'm going to do, he'll be happy to hear this, um, is the 50K um, Surf Coast. Surf the Coast yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. Doing down, that. Yeah, down Victoria. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. Flatter than the UTA I've heard. Um, so... 
I think I'll have to go to some, I'll have to get my Google Maps working and get to some um, training sessions in Table <laughs> Park. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Tarawera. And then my absolute dream is to get to, not to do the UTMB yet, but get over there and do the um, 52, oh no, the 60K, is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, and when Western States, one day I'll be doing Western States. Ah, uh, yeah. fantastic. I'll see you there. Good luck, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Unreal. What a, uh, what a great progression. Uh, uh, I, along the way. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, um, if people want to uh, follow, follow that progression, where, where's the best place to, uh, I guess, check out your running, but also get in contact with you about you know, psychology, naturopathy, food, etc. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully in a year's time or eight months' time now, I'll be setting up for kind of integrative practice, doing some online things as well. Um, obviously going back into schools, doing talks, hopefully doing talks to corporates and that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, just integrating, like, you know, all of it, exercise, diet, mental health. It's obviously just life, right? <laughs> and then, rather than putting it all in these separate boxes, putting it all back together again. And and there's something to say, you know, you guys do chiropractic and I, I see an osteopath and a, um, weekly while well, I was leading up to it, um, which is, um, you know, you find the right person and it's you've got to do that too, right? Like, agree. it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, agree. I'll yeah. do a little shout out in there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the plug. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so if, if people want to jump on and, and, and check you out, where's where's the best place to, to look? Instagram, Facebook? Oh, I'm not a massive um, social media person, but with the launch of, like, products and stuff, we're going to get more into it. But um, at Paige Linegar, I guess, Instagram, it's just my full name. Uh, nothing too difficult. My Strava, if you want to see me just running up and down stairs, <laughs> you can check me out on that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually only just started using Strava again probably six weeks ago, so it's not that interesting yet. I'll I promise I'll make it more interesting. <laughs> Doesn't have to be as long as it works, Paige. Yeah, it's obviously yeah, yeah it works. Mm. Yeah, all, all those stairs have paid off, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, they pay off. I also like half the time don't take my watch with me because I also feel like someone's watching me when I've got my watch with me. So. Well, Gary's watching you, so someone is. Gary, Gary's watching me. <laughs> uh, he's incredible. I'm excited to see what will happen. Oh, I'm excited too. Yeah. <laughs> On the way up. On the way up. It's going to be unreal. Well, uh, thank yeah, you for joining us on the podcast page. It's been very enlightening, that's for sure. And I, I'm, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people will uh, um, know of your name over the next few years. I, I'm predicting to be. So uh, best of luck in the racing. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.